Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts at patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. All you motherfuckers are gonna pay. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. We're gonna fuck your mothers while you watch and cry like little whiny bitches. We're gonna make them eat our shit, then shit out our shit, and then eat their shit that's made up of our shit that we made them eat. And then all you motherfuckers are next. Love, Jane Silent Bob. Old Snake. Ah, it's the Tom and Dave reboot! Yeah, it is. <laughs> Dave, you realize in like 10 years, we Hold are on. going to be doing a reboot. Like us? I think probably, right? If we're still doing this, we're going to have, oh, we're going to do some fuck. stupid horse shit too. You know it. It's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, we are. I mean, uh, unless we're dead. That there's always, always that a, that's, there's always that blessed possibility. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. That's true. But yeah, we're going to have some sort of reboot. Yeah. Right. So which one of us is Jay and which one of us is Silent Bob? <laughs> I feel like we're both Silent Bob. Yeah. I think we're both <laughs> Silent Bob. Yeah. I don't know how that works. Um, hey, hey, everybody. Hello, everyone. <laughs> welcome, welcome to Old Smith, New Smith, uh, uh, a Kevin Smith podcast. That we uh, have only done one of yes before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, David Bell. I'm a second host, Tom Ryman. Silent Tom. And Silent Tom, and I'm Silent Dave. Silent um, Dave. <laughs> so uh, let's explain. I'll explain how everything's going down. But first, I want to thank at Nerd Numbers, that Woo! is our Patreon producer, who 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 tasked us. Indeed, with thank you this yeah thank you so much because uh this is a really fun premise right this uh, is a show yeah had we come up with this is an idea we we could have come up with like this is something we would have done for sure yeah nerd yeah nerd numbers came up with the name Mm -hmm. all all the stuff nerd numbers really but it just it just fits so perfectly within our wheelhouse that it's this it doesn't even seem like this yeah you know so what we're doing is we're watching Kevin Smith movies, and we're starting with an older Kevin Smith film, followed by a newer Kevin Smith film, mm-hmm. and we're basically like closing in the gap as we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Close, so, closing that Smith thigh gap. Exactly. As it so were. <laughs> we we started with Clerks, and then we went to the way, and so and so we we did Clerks. We talked about Clerks. You can go listen to that episode. Uh, and now we're going all the way to the other end with the, uh, not the, sorry, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Mm-hmm. Uh, a movie that you hadn't seen, Tom. I hadn't, no. This came out in 2019. Yeah, I had seen once. This is his last movie? I believe this is his most recent film. Um, yeah. But he's currently working on Clerks 3. Yeah, he sure is. Which would have been pretty good timing if we had done Clerks and Clerks 3. But... um. Honestly, I do I do like comparing these two movies too, um, because I do think there's one very big comparison to make um, or contrast rather. Mm-hmm. But for starters, we're just going to talk about the film. I'm I'm extremely excited uh, to, to hear your thoughts on this, Tom, because I had said previously this is not a good movie, mm-hmm. but it's a movie that uh, uh, touched my heart. Yeah, this is. 
It didn't finger my heart, mind you. No. It just touched my heart. Yeah, it just touched it. It didn't like it didn't finger blast my heart. It didn't no. it didn't flick my heart's bean. Yeah, not one finger, not two fingers, not three fingers in mm-hmm. the heart. Nothing nope. like that. It it didn't hammer my heart. Nope. Nope. Uh, it didn't no. fist it. No. No, no fisting of, of the heart. Didn't, Tom, did it didn't touch your heart? Likely tickle. Uh, not really. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's fair. The uh, <laughs> it's this is an extremely bad movie with a couple of laughs and one good scene, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, okay. It's, it's, so this this movie actually made me very sad, but not in like a in like a poignant way. This movie made me very sad and like, oh, he just he's not funny anymore. Right, like, he didn't do any of the jokes. Yeah, or he didn't just, do any. Like, well, it yeah. was it was like most of the gags in this movie. They're not even. They're, they're all not from e- previous films, right? They're not even callbacks. They're they're just lifted from the scripts of his other films. It's just the same bits again for most of it, which was really disappointing. <laughs> because yeah. as as goofy, it's a little. St- I I. I I'm glad we're comparing this to Clerks, although it is it is a little strange we're not comparing it to Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Yes, but yeah, I still, I mean, we're we're sticking to the pattern. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. But like, even that movie, as wacky and format breaking as it was, because like the previous view view of Scoo movies before Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back were all, I mean, they they took place in a heightened reality, but it wasn't meta. And then in Strike Back, it became meta. Right. And it was felt like they were allowed to do it for that one movie. Mm-hmm. But um, that movie, there was like, this... it was, that movie's, it's not like it, like, I think that movie is more of what I was expecting because it does have the same function of like, hey, remember all those movies I made back in the 90s? Weren't they fun? Here's me kind of taking the piss out of myself. Um, right. And that movie it's, really it's, works. And it's like a. Yeah, it's like a victory lap almost. Yeah, like, and it's funny. It, it has was, like new jokes, and you know. Yeah, it has new jokes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and this one is, has no new jokes. It has a couple, and they're not great. They're um, really bad. Yeah, it's. When did you laugh? Um. Okay. I want to see if we laughed at the this same co- time. Okay, I laughed. Well, first of all, Justin Long doing his Brandon Saint Randy voice just makes me laugh. Um, oh, okay. That's his character from Zack and Miri Make a Porno. He's playing the same yeah. character. They never identify yeah. him, but it's clearly but the same is. guy. <laughs> I did not. I, I I did and do not find Justin Long very funny. But I don't mind. I don't mind Justin Long. Mm-hmm. Um, but that wasn't one of the times for me. Go uh, on. But like the, the courtroom scene was like okay, and that's mostly because you have people like Craig Robinson and uh, Frankie yeah. Shaw and uh, Joe Manganiello doing goofy things, which is fun. Um. The first time I like genuinely laughed was when Jay when they did the re the retread of uh, Jay having his justice fantasy in movies. Oh yeah, and he's getting pegged. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the and then he starts fantasy. grabbing at Brian O'Halloran. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. That genuinely made me laugh. Yeah, <laughs> and um, the, the Matt Matt Damon showing up was fun. Matt Damon, you know what's interesting is he is playing Loki. I know that's like Loki is basically still just Matt Damon. Yeah. But there is like a slight difference uh, that he, it's just funny to see him play Loki again. And he's kind of doing, like, I always thought Matt Damon in Kevin Smith um, was surprisingly really a good combination. It's because like he, he can, should have done more. He can take that 
dialogue and make it exactly. believable. Exactly. Like he turns he can it into the dialogue. Yeah, he's a believable version of Brody is what it basically is. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, cuz Brody so, is oh, cuz Jason Lee can only be Jason Lee and Jason Also Lee's that Loki was Loki was written for Jason Lee, I believe. That makes sense. Um yeah, yeah, when you go back and watch that and it's like, "Oh yeah, those are the lines." Um, yeah, he didn't make me laugh, but he's a delight in the movie. It's, a, it's such a great, it's up. a great cameo. There's, there's some good, like, uh, okay, that part was fun, and um, Chris Hemsworth made me laugh. Chris Hemsworth is good. Yeah, the part that made me laugh that I'm like, I don't even. It's not even like I'm ashamed of it. I'm just like, I don't know why, why that did it for me. Was the Glengarry Glen Ross oh, speech with the yeah with yeah the I, the Klansman led by Chris yeah. Jericho? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just because he doesn't even change the speech. It's the same. He it's exactly the, the same speech. Yeah, yeah, and it, it and it's like this like blunt force joke that made me laugh well um, i think i think why that i didn't laugh but i like i was like oh that's that's neat because it took me a second to realize what it was what it was yeah, yeah. i was like what's he doing and then <laughs> when it of you know obviously by the time he gets to fuck you that's my name you're like oh okay yeah yeah that's my name yeah, yeah and, it, and he's just talking about like murray and whatever and it's just mitchell like and murray yeah. mitchell and murray and it, and it's just the fact that he doesn't fucking try to adjust it at all um uh what was the, the hemsworth yeah the you're hemsworth it you know that was fun. So his whole hologram work, was great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Asking people not to touch yeah, so him. Please wrong, don't. Like, please don't. Also, try to fillet my hologram. You'll burn your mouth. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can either go left to uh, uh, rescue your children. I know if I was in this movie, which way I'd go? Straight out the fucking door, mate. Because I wouldn't be in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a great bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is a great bit. Um, t- I I liked the inclusion of Method Man and Red Man because How High is in fact a very underrated stoner movie mm-hmm. in my opinion. How High is terrific. The, there should have been 10 of those movies. There's a sequel but I don't think it has either of them in it. Yeah, see that's doesn't um, work. Doesn't work it's, for me. It's rem- the thing that really stood out to me in this movie. Um well, in addition to it just made me sad cuz it's just an old man repeating all his old gags from 25 years ago. Mhm. Uh, is just like <laughs> the dramatic difference uh, in in performance quality because the movie is mostly his friends because that's that's Kevin Smith that's how he operates, right? So, but like when you you'll get people who'll show up. So it's for most of the movie it's him and and Jason Mewes and you know Jason Mewes is fine he's Jay, uh, but for a lot of it it's like his kid or or you know people who are like real shaky. Yeah, and they're they're being asked to do a lot of emotional scenes. The I didn't have a father stuff was just like whew. it's it's they're laying it on real thick. And I don't even know if that's the actress's fault or the line's fault. It's both. Or the the it's, directing where it was just like, "Ah, you laid this on way too thick." Um It's both. Like I yeah, I thought his daughter had potential. Like she did good things here Some, and there. Sometimes it's, she's pretty shaky. It's more just that she's yeah, she's a new actress. Yeah. Um, and it's just, uh, it's a lot to give to somebody. Um, I don't know. It, it's, it, 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 she's like the emotional crux of the movie. Yeah. And it's like, man. And it's like yeah, she's, yeah, she's really only in movies because she's your kid, man. Like, 
Let's right, and he honest. makes fun of that. Yeah, it's he does so meta. It co- he's yeah. Kevin Smith, the person, is a character in this. Yes, he is. It yeah. collapses in on itself. It really this does. This movie, yeah. it's so meta. Like this is an inaccessible film. It is. Like it you is. couldn't you couldn't show this to anybody uh, who wasn't familiar. Yeah, but the, with... the the point I was making is it's got a lot of real shaky performances and then suddenly Matt Damon appears or suddenly Rosario Dawson's there or you know suddenly ben yeah like is there and you're like oh right acting like yeah like and even I in was... that scene with like Method Man and Red Man it's like they're decent actors <laughs> so yeah. like it's like oh shit this is what oh right that's right this is what a movie is supposed to feel like right because it really <laughs> feels like watching your friends fuck around for an hour and a half and then uh, occasionally a professional actor will show up <laughs> Yeah, it's very it's very bizarre. It's the, it's, it's jarring. <laughs> it's a jarring movie. Including Val Kilmer, which um I actually thought there was a smart cameo it for him a fun because cameo, he can't, yeah. he, he, can't, can't talk. he can't speak. Yeah. So they have they have him be Blunt Man in the Blunt Man reboot, which is perfect because he was Batman and you know and and now yeah, it was yeah. I thought that was a really nice cameo and he does it well. Yeah, he does. He's Val Kilmer. Um, What's he going to do? He's Not Val do Kilmer. Well. <laughs> yeah, well, he, sho- he showed up. He didn't even know. Like, I'm guessing he didn't know what the movie was until he showed up on the day. And he did a fine job because he's fucking, you know. Um, yeah, they, they cram as many uh, cameos as they're allowed to. Yeah, it's all it's all um, his friends. Like, I think people we should tangentially worked with and things like that, yeah. Yeah, I'll go through the plot briefly. Yeah, sure. Um, Jay and Silent Bob get arrested for uh, for ma- marijuana, growing weed in New Jersey, and and uh, they go to court. And Justin Long makes them sign something to make him his, their lawyer, but it reveals that it's a it's it's an it's they sign away the rights to their names because they are making a Bluntman in Chronic, or rather Bluntman v Chronic reboot. Uh, that's clearly like a Zack Snyder, uh, you know, yeah, uh, uh, analog. And um, so they have to once again go to Hollywood. First, they go to see Brody and do the exact same scene. They do the same scene. Jason Lee is With somehow uh, worse. Yeah. He's really yeah, bad Jason in Lee, that scene, isn't he? He's he's not he's, giving a shit. He's really <laughs> He's really phoning it in in that yeah. scene. There's a few names where it's like, yeah, uh, I think there's, you know, um, Jeff Anderson. He ain't in this either. Well, he's not in it. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's certain people who it feels like they're either like phoning it in or they're like, yeah, no. Um, and so they go, they decide we're going to go to Hollywood. Um, he explains reboots to them, which is important to the actual structure of the movie is that they're making a reboot and he's talking about how much reboots suck. Um, I liked little things. Like I liked, holy shit, you guys still rent DVDs. I like little ideas like that with Jay and Silent Bob that they're stuck in a, they're always one step behind. Right. And, and there's, there's dumb gags that are still fun. Like he, like it's the same gag that Jay can't ever get anyone's name. Right. So he thinks they're going to stop Kevin James. And yeah, this, yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah, and it's dumb shit like that. But it's like, oh, that's that's. They're not jokes that make you laugh. They're jokes that make you go, oh, that's funny. Yeah, like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> yeah, that's cute. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it. I, I also. Oh, I did like. I legitimately liked um, Brody being like, "You have to watch out for all the mall rats." And they're like, "Oh, like teenagers." He's like, "No, little literal rats running around." <laughs> I liked that. That was a good like commentary on where the malls have gone. Yeah, because it's he's in a mall and the mall's dying. Um, yeah, 
and and yeah, so they learn that it's directed by Kevin Smith, and they they do a lot of you know meta Dunking jokes about Kevin, Kevin Smith. Smith. Yeah. Uh, they go to the airport. Molly Shannon is there. They do the too fat to fly mm-hmm. stuff. You have a weight problem. It's, Southwest Airline, and I mean, it's for, stuff like that where it's like if you don't have any context, you're like. I don't know what they're talking about. It's here. not even. It's not even that you have to be familiar with the previous films in the View Askew universe. Like you have to be familiar with Kevin Smith th- himself, like the, the right, the real person. Yeah, it's an anti-movie yeah. in the in the way this it's structured. Mm-hmm. Um, so they decide to do a ride app called Ride Me Now. Uh, Ralph Garman shows up as Ted Underhill and gives his uh, credit card information. So they use that. They get a ride from uh, Fred Armisen. Uh, <laughs> With his, Who's with his fine hater tots. with his hater I mean, he's, tots? He's Fred Armisen. He, you're always going to yeah, get exactly. Fred Armisen out of him, and he shows up. So exactly, he's doing good. Um, he, he his hater tots are are cute. It's a, uh, it's a, yeah. It's it's funnier to me when Chris Jericho brings it back. As yeah, the yeah, Because yeah. he goes on. Armisen goes on this rant about how like hater tots have been a- adopted by the alt right for some yeah. reason. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty great. Um. <laughs> Then we just cut to Matt Damon as Loki, yep. and he's he's like, you know, I was Loki before Tom Hiddleston. This is the stuff where I was like, I really wish they pressed more on that, because one of the beauty, beautiful things about Clerks 2 was when they started debating Lord of the Rings, and it was like, oh, right, this is modern nerd speak, because that's always been Kevin Smith. It's nerd debates. And realizing that you get Kevin Smith in the new nerd uh, sphere is a really great thing. So I wanted more Marvel stuff. Yeah. Uh, and they just didn't quite have that. No, they really kind of um, stayed away from it. Which is weird because like, uh, well, no, they almost make a joke about it where it feels like Kevin Smith was like kind of legally bound with Marvel. So they do the thing earlier where they're making fun of stuff and they mention Marvel. And yeah. And he's like, like don't hey. you dare talk about Marvel. I live my yeah. life by those movies. Yeah. I, I think mean, that's the joke is that it must be. He doesn't want to bite that hand because he wants to be involved. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but they or, make or, who knows? We're, 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 we're guessing we're, 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 we're completely speculating. We have no idea why, whether or not Kevin Smith gives a shit about that, but that's what the gag was. Yeah, that's what the gag is. Yeah. Um, and so I just, I wish there was more of that, but whatever. Um, he, Loki talks about what happened to him after Dogma, yeah. which is that he, <laughs> he became washed Jason up. Boring. <laughs> yeah, and he calls it my reborn identity. Um, he's doing a great job. Yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid, and he's doing a great job. Um, then we, we stop over at Movies because we got to hit all the things. got to hit all the things. Kate McCucci <laughs> um, pulls a knife on him. <laughs> Yeah, that, that I, she, okay. She that was that was it. kind of a funny bit. It, she, it was yes. it was one of those bits where it was like it's another bit where you kind of see it coming right before it happens, and it's another gag that it's like it's it's not a joke that makes you laugh. It's a joke that's like, oh, that was clever. Yeah, or he's trying to uh, Silent j- Bob has this gag where he he has to speak to people by typing on his phone, and it's always an emoji. So he's trying to order something ve- uh, not meat Vegan. like veggies off the menu, and so he texts her an eggplant. <laughs> Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I was also fine. like that they have a burger called a fur burger. <laughs> I like that movies always has the worst t- like names for their uh, yeah yeah for their food. Yeah. Jennifer Smith shows up, his wife. Yep. Um, they have sex in the bathroom. They, uh, Grant Hicks is on the TV. They have J- we learned that Justice from Jay and Bob Strike Back is back. That's when Jay has his pegging fantasy. 
Um, I also noticed I'm pretty sure the guy outside is the coffee guy from Clerks. The guy who's like, what do you mean there's no ice? You mean I got to take this coffee hot? I think that's who that is because he's double fisting two coffees and they clearly want him to be seen. He's Um, he's very noticeable. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's my guess, but I don't actually know. Um, It's. This is the, but this is again the 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 problem is that a lot of this scene is about how Silent Bob is vegan now, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, yeah. <laughs> like again, it's like a commentary on Kevin Smith, right? Because Kevin Smith not, himself is vegan. Yeah, and it's like you know you don't have to make Silent Bob vegan too, but we're I guess we're doing this, uh, and so it's like I don't know. There's, it's I mean I sort of because like it's it's always like these movies has always been a way for him to comment on his own life with a with a yeah. A, a minimal degree of separation, but still a degree of separation. It so also, I don't hate that Silent Bob is vegan. It makes sense that he would be now. Yeah, it actually kind of works because the idea is Silent Bob's always been the more mature person. Mm-hmm. And so he's growing as a human while Jay is it is kind of the idea too. Yeah, um, It was nice seeing Grant Hicks from Dogma, uh, which is just Dante's cousin. I think in so, the yeah. canon. Yeah. Um, so they go to uh, Justice's house. Um, was and, that one uh, of the house? Because they make a they make another reference to Shermer, Illinois, and they do a really indulgent establishing shot of the house. Is that a house from a John Hughes movie? I bet it is. It must. I be. bet it is. It's yeah. not. It's not the Home Alone house because that house I recognize. But oh yeah, but it's my, probably one of. I them. feel like it's probably in a John Hughes movie. Yeah. Oh, I liked some of this. Uh, all right, these are the the blunt force jokes that I always like. Um, and is when Jay like she says she's a mother, and he goes, "Ew, you're someone's fucking mom now." Like when it's just like so the wrong thing to say. Yeah, or that opposite. he didn't come to visit her in jail because they couldn't fuck. Yeah, and, and when he meets like when he meets her friends, uh, they're all very diverse, and he has just something extremely racist to say about each one of them. Yeah, um, and it's just like yeah, he, yeah, oh yeah, and when he's like, because they wouldn't let us fuck, and I love that Justice accepts the answer. Right, and that was because that was the gag in, in Strike Back too. Yeah, is that she doesn't see? Yeah, it's yeah, she thinks all. Yeah, of she his doesn't see how dumb ignorant shit yeah. is uh, cute or sweet. Yeah. I like the line where she's like, "You let you know the meth heads or whatever," and she's like, "They only look like meth heads because they're from New Jersey." <laughs> um, I I didn't mind a few parts like Rosario Rosario Dawson being like whispering, "Oh, this is Mister Come Quick Thumb Dick." Yep. Um, but yeah, we learn that Justice is uh, 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 married to a lady. She has Jay's kid. Um, who is played by Kevin Smith's daughter. And now we get the actual point of the movie. Um, and it's very similar to um, a more successful movie that came out also recently, uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music, uh, because it's about these stoners dealing with the fact that they have kids. Yeah. Uh, and Jay goes into like a weird dad mode. He doesn't know how to handle it. This is the stuff where I was like, I like this idea. I like where you're, what, what you're going for here. Um, Because the kids are kind of fuck ups or well, she's actually an honor student, but she's like, she threatens to stab them on the front lawn. I liked that escalation. Um, She has a friend who is deaf, so she doesn't, she's naturally a silent Bob type. Mm -hmm. Um, So they get basically uh, uh, justice leaves and the kids strong arm Jay and silent Bob 
to take them to Hollywood with them because they also have a mission. Uh, and then, yeah, they go to Hollywood. They do adventures on the way. They eat edibles, which, again, I really like that idea. Right. It's like where, the evolution of, yeah. Yeah, of stoner stuff. Mm-hmm. It's it's old stoner meeting new stoner. Yeah. Um, and, like, stuff where she gives them the edibles. She's like, these fuckers are going to die. Um, I, I like the line, deaf people know how to grow weed, asked by Jay. Yeah. Um, little things like that. Um, so, and, and again, basically they're setting up the idea that they set up of a reboot, which is that at the beginning, Brody complains that reboots are basically the same thing, but with more diversity, right? And so we meet this diverse group of young women. Oh, more diversity and for young people. Part, that's part of it. It's, it's the, he's, the main definition he gives is it's the same thing with just enough changes to make it technically a new thing. Mm-hmm. And um, he does. He explains it very cynically. Yeah, yeah, it's um, extremely cynical, which is front loaded in the film. So it's like, oh, is this going to be like some old nerd right. ranting about this but shit? It's sort of the point, which is yeah. that I would, I would actually argue that the most delightful people in this is her group of friends. Yeah, um, they are very charismatic. When he brings it, um, he brings it around at the end to be like, you shouldn't be cynical about that because that's the point. Exactly. It's that that whole scene with Affleck. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, but it's like, that's the, the core takes, of this movie that I think is really well done. It takes too long to get there. Yeah, and it's also not funny. And it's also not funny. It's, <laughs> um, it is a jokeless uh, hour and nine hour and thirty minute ride. <laughs> yeah. Much. So yeah, basically they they meet all these girls, um, a diverse group, a, a Middle Eastern girl, a girl from uh, China, or so they think. Um, uh uh and and he's like he's realizes they're like a reboot of justice um they uh they have b- the the blueprints like mall rats there's so many callbacks they use a pedophile website to get a ride yeah um they uh and so they they run into the clan all sorts of adventures. They get to Chronic Con, which is the Blunt Man and Chronic thing, and basically we just we run into everybody else. Jason Biggs, James Vanderbeek. Yep. Um, uh, uh, it's all Jay and Silent Bob themed. Chris Hemsworth. Uh, we run into the cast of Clerks, uh, the Comic Book Men cast, which that's one where it's again like they're you're not involved in this. Comic yeah, book we don't men. know who don't these know. people are. Like I never watched Comic Book Men. I don't know any of those guys. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, th- I think the scene that you were going to get to, which is the only good scene, it's the only good which scene, which is Hol- running into Holden McNeil. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot here because it's Holden McNeil and Alyssa, played by Joey Lauren Adams. Mm-hmm. Both people have had falling outs with Kevin Smith, so they were two people that I was genuinely like, "Wow, oh crap, they're here," because um, I didn't expect to see them. No. Um. They briefly apologize for chasing Amy. <laughs> yeah, she. Yep, yep. Yeah, she does. Like, yeah, they, yeah. They reveal that uh, uh, Alyssa's character is is making the chasing Amy comic into a series for Netflix because you know that story really. And she's like, yeah, that story should have been told from the viewpoint of a queer person or a queer woman, really anyone yeah. but a cis white man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's like yeah. So they, that's true. <laughs> that is very true. Yeah. Yeah, it, and so they 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 do that apology, and then Holden 
basically drops the idea, which is he has he has a touching conversation with Jay involving it's revealed that Holden has a kid um, with Alyssa um, that they they're not a couple, but he 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 jizzed in a cup. Um, and of course, it's Jason Mew's kid. Yeah. Um, and uh, <clears throat> it's uh, it's a cute scene where he talks about how kids are our reboots. That you don't really, and I don't know how true this is, but he says, like, when you have kids, you don't really have a third act because your story changes. And it's it's the point that every boomer needs to hear or mm-hmm. needed to hear 10 years ago, which is like, yeah, sometimes you got to step down and let the youngs yeah, he does uh, it, take over. He says it in nerd speak. Like, he's like, but it, yeah. it's still like, it's still like really, it's like a really powerful sentiment, weirdly, where he's like, he's talking about, you know, I've lived my entire life up to this point, like I was the star of, of, of the movie. Like this is a story about me. I'm Bruce Wayne. And it's like, and now I'm realizing I'm not Bruce Wayne. I'm, I'm Thomas Wayne. Or uh, Bruce Wayne's mom. Yeah. Whose name escapes me. Yeah. And then he and looks like, yeah, that's cute. spikes the camera. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like that, that point was like, that hit me because, you know, I'm reaching a similar part of, of exactly. my life where it's like, shit, yeah, it isn't, it, it isn't about me. <laughs> like, it's a ridiculously sweet film yeah. that grazed my heart. Yeah. I didn't finger it, but uh, it's, and, and that's what's neat about this movie. And then looking at Bill and Ted is I think they both ultimately come from this Come very from the same sentiment, place. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Or a similar sentiment. Yeah. Yeah. Where they're like, listen, we're, we're old. We, we're way past our prime doing this shit. Uh, we can't just keep doing these movies about like old stoners. There are new stoners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's a new generation. Let's appeal to them. They're more diverse. They're they're more empowered. They have, you know, they're they're more evolved in a lot of ways. And so it was a it's there's this heart at this movie, and it's throughout it this thread that's just kind of covered in a lot of other stuff, like with the edibles and with you know like talking to red man and method man about mm-hmm. fatherhood yeah and it's just like yeah the this generation they've got old yeah um we got old and it's time to pass it on to younger people mm-hmm. uh and that's and that is a sweet idea that's a sweet scene yeah it's, uh, it's and, like you said it's it's the it's the core of the film it's it's the heart of the movie is that idea yeah and ben, ben affleck is doing good um, he's, you know he's a he's an actor for ben affleck <laughs> yeah and he he's another actor who could always do kevin smith stuff yeah um he make he's and, it's 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 it really is because you know affleck's not like the greatest actor but like it it really is noticeable yeah he he has a similar quality with kevin smith material that matt damon does where he makes it feel like a real person yeah um and so that yeah that's the core and basically it comes down to jay and silent bob decide instead of trying to um stop the movie from getting made they're gonna help his daughter who is trying to get her friend as an extra into the movie uh into the movie and that's when we learn that one of her friends is actually a russian spy yep uh and things get really Dre- stupid dressed like black uh, widow i mean it was fine dressed like, it was fine. it's fun well it's a callback because yeah. jay is like do you guys have cat suits under there and yeah. then she actually does yeah um and it's part of the reboot and there's idea. a fun gag where he d- he stalls uh, the Russian spy lady until he gets to the front of the crowd, until I can get next to this guy with the big gun, and the guy throws in the gun, and it's a prop. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> and he's why genuinely would it work? confused yeah. by it. 
Yeah. Yeah, there's some fun stuff. Tommy Chong in the clip. As uh, I Alfred. Lo- the, yeah. Yeah, I, I did like the Blunt Man con- Chronic clip where they just get high and then they're he's, they're just talking about... Yeah, they're just talking about like, Size is like relative, man. Yeah. <laughs> I gave a dog a $20 bill <laughs> once. It didn't work out. That, that was fucking great. Yeah, that was to Tommy Chong's. Yeah. Because <laughs> they start talking about... Like, uh, um, I can never pronounce her last name. Uh, Melissa Benwast, or uh, she plays Supergirl, and I think Kevin Smith directed a few episodes, which is why she's in it. She plays, uh, but I didn't know who the hell that was. Yeah, she's Supergirl. Um, okay, good for she her. said, she says, like, t- starts talking about trying to explain money to dogs, yeah. <laughs> and then it just cuts to Tommy Chong. It's like, yeah, I gave a dog a $20 bill one time, it didn't work out. It's, it's a great idea, which is that they just they get high and then th- start that's talking about dumb shit, yeah, yeah. Um, so now we have like Kevin Smith as a character, and he's playing like an, a jerk he's version, playing an of asshole version of himself, yeah. Yeah, which is yeah. He's playing his he's playing do. his mayor character from another wolf cop. Yes. It's ba- he he is playing a he plays a good Kevin Smith. He does. He sense. plays a good he plays a good dickhead, like a good douche. Yeah. It's very last action hero at this point. Yes. Because it's yeah. Silent Bob switches with Kevin Smith. They do a duck soup thing. Mm-hmm. Um and so he gets the girl to be a, a extra by assuming the identity. Um and then uh, that's when, yeah, the the secret agent from Russia, she's going to execute Kevin Smith for the internet. Um, and then basically Jay reveals, I'm your dad. Um, they do a lot of the same jokes. They do Marvel going to sue somebody from Strike Back when because it, we get Iron Bob, which is Silent Bob gets in an Iron Man ar- armor. He sure does. Um, and, then it, and then they fight Kevin Smith, uh, the character starts getting high and uh, talking about the movie in, about what he would do if this was a movie. Yep. And then those things happen. And then those it things was happen. Like, the movie has collapsed. On yeah, it really implodes. Point. I will say I really like the line, oh, my precious podcasting ears. Yes, that was great. <laughs> Any podcasting reference was yep. fun. I'm all, I'm all about it. Yeah. And then um, we, we cut to the, in front of the quick stop again. Jay is talking to her and trying to give her fatherly advice, even though he didn't have a father, which is, I believe, a real thing about Jason Mewes. Um, and because Jason Mewes had a rough childhood. I know that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I sort and of then, assumed. Yeah. And then uh, Daughter by Pearl Jam yep. <laughs> starts playing. Yep. And Kevin Smith has that ability to make me like feel sentimental about songs that i never would have and this is one of them whereas like i I don't i don't want to feel emotions because of this pearl jam song he generally picks good needle drops he does he really does he's good at um fucking the the clerks 2 ending it was like fuck yeah soul asylum yeah and again that's a band i couldn't give a shit about and then when he does it i'm like oh that's perfect yeah um and then dante 1979 in the same film the Smashing yep. Pumpkins song. Yep. Dante c- shows up. There's gum in the I lock. did like the reveal. If you watch to the end of the credits, because he plays outtakes over the entire credits. Uh, so if you just sit there and watch the outtakes until the end, you get an additional scene where they reveal that it's been Jay and Silent Bob who've been cramming gum in the locks at the quick stop for the past 25 That's years. That's beautiful. And I like that. That was so fun. That's a fun little button to yeah. put on the end. I- 
I like the little Stanley bit at the end too because yeah. it was one of those where it's like, oh, of course he wanted Stanley to be. In it was this. a it was a news story, like because he that was during an interview he did. You can see he's wearing like an IMDb shirt, like it's something he did during Comic Con, I think in twenty eighteen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, and of course Stanley and Stanley passed away, so he had to rewrite the yeah. uh, ending. Stanley passed away, but the last Marvel movie he was in, that was a really sweet idea. Him rehearsing Mallrats yeah. on the bus for Captain Marvel. That's a that was huge. Like that was such a nice like it, it's one of those weird things and I n- nobody owes Kevin Smith anything, but there was always a story Kevin Smith had at Skywalker Ranch where like he was at the cafeteria and George Lucas was there and George Lucas purposefully avoided him. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then later Kevin Smith actually got married at Skywalker Ranch and later people were like you you're not supposed to do that like did you check with anybody and it was like no not really Um, the point is is that it was nice of Marvel to actually give him a nod because he is like it, it was the same with having Star Wars I don't know how Star Wars would ever give him a nod but maybe it did at some point he but, might be like, in it somewhere he always represented the nerdy fans, you know, yeah. like since the beginning. So since the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, that's the film. It's, it really is like, boy, like I can't be mad at it, but I can't expect anybody to find this movie good. Yeah. It's, it is fundamentally a bad movie. It is. It's a weird, in comparing it with clerks which like i was saying earlier all of his movies have sort of been biographical with a small degree of separation yeah this movie still has that obviously because it's clear you know he has a a a kid who's an adult now um and is moving on out into the world and in movies and shit so he's clearly thinking about how like that state the stage of his life being all about him has long been over and uh, what does that mean for me what is what wh- i my life needs to change now like my story is changing etc cetera, etc cetera. um it's weird to put i just don't i don't know it's it's hard it's it's hard combining that sort of semi-autobiographical slant with a movie that is also a love letter to his fans and also this huge piece of meta commentary on his own career. It's, 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 yeah. it's a really strange hodgepodge of elements. There's a lot. Yeah. It's, it's not an accessible movie. And I don't think he, I, I don't, I think he realizes. Of course that. he did. Yeah. This, he didn't it, make yeah. this movie expecting it to be praised. I think he knew like, this we're kind of half-assing it. There's like four logos at the front, and they're all Kevin Smith companies, um, which I always thought was think is funny. They do the View Askew. They do like two Sal- Jay and Silent Bob, Smod, whatever. Like Smod, and um, then like Iron Bob. I think they're all production yeah. companies he has with his different groups of friends. I think so, um, and uh, that's what I want. If we are getting into how it compares to Clerks. Um, the big, I think the big difference that was glaring and you actually already pointed it out is that when you look at the original clerks and you look at the, his original films, his priority is to get actors front and center. And then he puts his friends as background characters. Mm -hmm. And this is literally the opposite. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the problem. 
uh, is that it's what you said is every now and then an actor shows up and you're like, oh, right. Oh, right. This is what a movie is supposed to feel like. Like, well, it seems like this movie. And again, this like this movie is clearly for his fans. It's also, you know, he had something to say with it, but it's not really a story like his other movies. His old like Clerks and yeah, Mallrats. Yeah. I mean, but like we're comparing it to Clerks, but like so Clerks is a story. It is about characters uh you know and it, and it, it, it them going through a, a a day in their lives and, and then there's conflict and stuff this movie isn't that right. this movie is a lot of in jokes and references and one scene where kevin smith just wrote an essay about what he was feeling and had ben affleck perform it yeah um, and it's a good scene it's a good scene yeah it's but it here's yeah go ahead here's here's what i think might be the problem too all right, so go back to... I know we're not comparing it to this movie, but Jane and Bob Strike Back. Um, all the references in there are all previous films, right? Um, they reference movies because that's a dogma thing, which later gets expanded for clerks. Um, but they, they movie, movies is in Jane and Bob Strike Back. They reference all those films. What movies happened between that movie and this one? In general or in Kevin in Smith's the, sorry, career? In the View Askew universe. Clerks 2? Clerks 2, that's it. Yeah. So, when you're making this, you just do all the same references. Yeah. Because there's nothing else to reference. And Clerks 2 didn't add anything. It, it just added movies, which was already existing. So, he, the problem, I think, is like... And then he starts referencing Jay and Silent Bob Strike back on top of that. And it's just like, maybe you should have, maybe you should have gone a different route here. Yeah. Maybe you shouldn't have copied the movie that was already made to reference all the other movies. It just feels very redundant mm-hmm. because all the, the like victory laps, all the cameos, it's like, yeah, I know you did that in the other one. Um, and that one fe- felt like the more genuine one because I know like, in that movie, they were literally like turning away actors who wanted to be in it. There's a cut scene with Adam Carolla, and it's like, good cut, good cut, Kevin Smith. Um, and so, like this one, it just feels like less enthusiastic. He says it at one point that he guilted everybody to be in the movie because he had a heart attack. Um, and so, I don't know. This just feels it's low it's energy. Less fo- yeah, it's low energy. It's less focused. Um, and it and it and it feels like they're going through a lot of the motions, right? It feels and they didn't put much thought into as making a plot, um, like because the message is genuine and it's there mm-hmm. at the core. The reboot stuff, it's just that it would have been nice for because they make it like this meta joke where it's like, yeah, we're rebooting the previous film, and it's like, mm. but like you said, reboots suck, and you're not wrong. <laughs> Yeah, like just doing the same thing again is just really not what we need. And it feels like less of a celebration this time. It feels tired. Like everybody feels yeah. tired, and the references are tired because they're all the same references. So it just it has that set. It doesn't have the excitement of like a ten year reunion, right? You know, it has like um, it has like the sad <laughs> of like a fifteen or twenty year reunion where like some of the people are dead, most of them didn't show up. Yeah, like, yeah. Everybody going looks back, old and tired. Like, it's just like... Yeah, going back to Clerks and Clerks 3, Clerks 3 is honestly where he could have done this. 
message um and he could have done it better i think i think and maybe he will because it's the clerks we talked about was always checking in mm-hmm. where it's like where are you in life at this point mm-hmm. where are you in life at this point jay and solid bob the first movie wasn't really about coming of age it was about um celebrating the view askew yes. universe yeah and and so there that's the weird thing too which is like we talked about clerks as being coming of age and then clerks too is like okay we are of age and we're not going anywhere and this is the next step and clerks three is going to be like okay we are old uh and we're dealing with fatherhood i have that makes sense as a progression putting that in this feels like it was jumping the gun a bit yeah it's also i i have a lot of i have a lot more hope for clerks three uh, Me too. Because they have two clearly defined characters. There's a storyline to continue focused. following. It's more. It's more focused. It's not like Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back was this big, goofy meta joke, just celebrating. Hey, look how this kid from Jersey made good. Right. That that movie is also not an accessible film. Um, it just has the benefit of being more funny. Yeah. But I would say like both films have that same problem of being inaccessible. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so it's just that they didn't do the work to like this i would have forgiven all of this if they had just made the jokes funnier yeah in this it's not uh, it, it's there's not enough gags in it to like the jane Silent bob strike back is does have the same problem with accessibility but it's still funny on its own like you can yeah. still watch it and laugh at most of it without understanding yeah. the movies and it's all referencing. It's all still stupid jokes and yeah. stuff like the clit, yeah. which is like, yeah, that was a very funny joke when it came out. Because um, again, it's like a blunt force joke. Right. It's it was just, it was funny because it of slams how, you over the head. Right. It's funny because how dumb and obvious it is. Yeah, and just having John Stewart. And he, yeah, be doing he have this all whole these thing people. Yeah, like John Stewart just just saying it just as seriously as he can. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's this is a this is feels like an man. It's just there's yeah like there's not enough original jokes there's not enough original jokes there's not enough new things to celebrate it's it's still celebrating the same four movies yeah there there was some yeah exactly that that's part of it as well it didn't feel it didn't feel like it was needed Uh, like the first joke is the goodbye horses joke from clerks too and it doesn't make any sense yeah it doesn't make any sense in the context I did like what's his name, uh, Polka Dot Man, <laughs> David Desmond, being like, yeah. "Where's his dick? Where's his dick?" Like yeah. not understanding. Well, he's killing it. it. <laughs> like if you watch him and it um, next to the uh, the uh, the SWAT captain, who's also, um, gosh, yeah, I think he was on Chappelle Show. He was. He sure was. Um, or he's saying like, "Get get the fuck out!" And like if you watch Desmond, he's like mouthing all the swear words that the SWAT captain says as he says them. <laughs> <laughs> it's just this weird bit of business he's doing that was really funny. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> like uh, that sort of moments where it's like okay, but the joke itself, the goodbye horses, isn't the funny thing in that scene. No, and they they've extended it a little bit, but like it, yeah, it's a lot of like, yeah, remember this? And it's like, yeah, I do, I do, <laughs> I do remember, I do remember that. that. Joke. It was funny. Yeah. Um, doesn't make a lot so, of sense here. <laughs> it, yeah, exactly. It, I don't know why he's doing it here, but yeah. and that was Clerks. Clerks Two is the good version of yes. We're gonna add to this because mm-hmm. Clerks Two could have very easily done all the same jokes. It could have, and instead they extended the characters mm-hmm. 
in their natural way. They made Randall just as offensive and awful as always, um, but in new ways. Um, they made Jay and Silent Bob have new shit. You know, like that's the, the Goodbye Horse is an extension of Jay dancing. Yeah, and so that's a that's a great version to do. Um, like they, I don't know, they they just needed to be a little more. Yeah, a little more work. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it, yeah, that's that part. It feels lazy. It really does feel lazy. And the, the other thing that sticks out about when you compare this to Clerks is like, man, he really hasn't evolved much as a filmmaker, which is fine. Oh yeah. Uh, but it 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 becomes really <gasps> stark. I mean, like he moves the camera now, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say other other movies he's done. You know, your Red States uh, and I your Tusks. I haven't seen Tusks tusk but like i imagine those are the ones where he's doing a little more work um this is just we're gonna put the camera down mm-hmm. yeah but yeah you're right and a, a, so um, many of the cameos are just obvious that they weren't in the same room with the people yes uh yeah. it's just it just feels it feels a lot like the arrested development season four where it's just like, why are we doing this? A lot of the same jokes. It's a lot of the and same jokes. That it's clear a lot of these people couldn't be uh, together at the same time. They couldn't it, get the same energy. Yeah, it's low energy. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. But I do, yeah, I do have more hope for Clerks Three. I have a lot of hope for I Clerks Three. It's he, yeah, because Clerks Two, I think, was very successful in terms of updating the characters continuing their story arc finding interesting ways for that story and these characters to develop and it evolve in a way that made sense for them that still felt all still they still felt like the same characters from the first movie even though it was yeah. like 16 years later yeah um yeah i think i that's i think that's part of kind of what disappointed me about this this movie is that i like Kevin Smith can do this better. Like we've seen him do this better. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It was just, and there, again, yeah. there's, there's hints of good ideas. Mm-hmm. I thought Yeah, there were little things where it's like, yeah, talk about Marvel. Yeah. The reboot idea. Yeah. New generation talking about edibles, talking about the evolution of stoners in general. Um, there's little gags in it that I do like. Um, it was just like, they're few and far in between. Um, and they never landed like a really big laugh, mm-hmm. uh, and and so yeah, I don't know what else there is to say about it. Um, as again, as a Kevin Smith fan, it's always delightful to see all the shit from yeah. the other stuff. Of course, yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna lie that, when he when they when they stumble into the cast of Clerks panel and everything becomes black and white. That 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 warmed my. Yeah. Uh, Cole Blackheart, yeah. Yeah, I went, ooh. Like, oh, uh, it's it's Veronica. I haven't seen her since Clerks. Yeah, that's great. It's great. Because it makes you feel like, oh, okay, they're still good. They're all right. Everybody's all right. Ooh, it's Jason Biggs. Haven't seen him in a while. God, yeah. <laughs> he's uh, saying he's, he's, he's been busy being a, a real dirtbag on Twitter. <laughs> he sure has. <laughs> That's that, it's funny because that scene has that energy. Well, like it's it's him, it does. it's him and James Vanderbeek, and like Jason Biggs is being real loud and offensive and, and hyperbolic about how terrible the reboot is. And Vanderbeek, first of all, looks 
like he's just barely putting up with Jason Biggs. Yeah, yeah. And then everything he says is like, I think it looks fine. Like, he's just like... I I love the dynamic that they hate each other that was in Strike Back as well. That's a funny dynamic of just having them constantly bickering. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I would say don't watch this unless you're a big Kevin Smith fan. And I think even if you're a big Kevin Smith fan, you're going to be like, eh, it's one of his weaker ones. Especially since, like, truly the first 20 minutes of this movie are really tough. Yeah. Uh, it's, It's three very long scenes that don't have very many laughs in them. And then even when you get to the first big hey it's it's brody again like you get to the first big scene where they're bringing back a, a, a fan favorite character like jason lee is so phoning it in in that really scene is. it's like that that scene is a bummer <laughs> so it's like shit yeah like if we yeah, weren't if i might have there was a couple of times in the first half hour of this movie where if we weren't doing it for a podcast i would have turned it off yeah, that that scene with Jason Lee is like, man, is this going to be the movie? Is this the movie? Yeah, yeah. It's like he front this is not great. he front loads it with like the worst parts of the movie are the first parts of the movie. So it's like Jesus Christ. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, everybody looks just tired. Everybody's just tired. Like, yeah. Uh, it's uh yeah, but it gets better. But that doesn't mean it gets amazing. <laughs> Yep, he's got fun. Uh, he's got fun cameos, like like you said. Matt Damon shows up. Adam Brody shows up as a hot topic clerk, and that was great. Right, Adam Brody yep. is just like, huh? Because remember, he's in Copland. Right. Yeah. You mean Cop Out? A Cop Out. That's right. Not Copland. <laughs> like, Boy, if Kevin like, Smith huh. directed Copland, that'd be something. I want more Chris Hemsworth and Kevin Smith. I think Chris <laughs> Hemsworth. We he, for the longest time we've realized he can do comedy really well. Yeah. Um, he's really good at it <laughs> obviously and kevin smith and chris hemsworth i feel like it's a very smart fit yeah um yeah the 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 hemsworth stuff with the with the hologram was really good that's the thing is like i like i like that he puts people his friends in i like that um but then whenever you get an actor in kevin smith it's like wow it's really neat to watch someone actually perform these lines. Exactly. Um, who's an actor because they're hard lines to perform sometimes, or it's a weird comedy. And they're like very, some people just nail it. Matt Damon nails. He nails really Kevin does. Smith. He really does. And so does Affleck. Yeah. And so does Affleck. I think Affleck a little less. So Le- Affleck still yeah. feels like he's reading off a prompter. A little sometimes. bit, a little bit, but it felt more natural. It felt like, compare it to like jason lee who just feels like he's reading off a teleprompter yeah which is a shame because in Mallrats, i thought he actually nailed it as well he's great and he's great but in he's like, like he's great in most things like in my name is earl he's fucking amazing yeah it's like it's, and and he, in clerks too he's fucking amazing yeah in his little cameo it's just in this movie it's like boy he doesn't care <laughs> for whatever yeah. reason He's like, I don't want to play an old Brody. Yeah. It is a bummer, that character, because unlike, I mean, there's a lot of this. He hasn't evolved at all. (laughs) Not even a little. He just owns a a comic book shop. He's the same guy he's always been. He's wearing the same outfit. Yeah. He's wearing the same outfit. It's slightly different, but it's the same. Yeah. There's so much of that. Just so many references Mm -hmm. um, on top of references now. And it's just like, man, <laughs> like the like, uh, I don't know. That's the pro is referencing jokes that you did 
it just doesn't work when he's like, and on that we cue the music, and then they do the same thing. It's like, yeah, but you did this already you in the last this one. Gag, yeah, it's and you the did it same better. Gag. <laughs> yeah, like it just doesn't work. Um, you just can't do that. <laughs> Don't you just can't you can't do the same goddamn jokes. There's also that weird, that bizarre through line with the uh, dude from Don't Tell Mom, I, the babysitter's dead. Oh, where um, he says the dishes are done, man, at one point. And in my mind, I immediately flagged it. I was like, oh, that's from Don't Tell Mom. And then they say it, and then they bring it back a few times in the movie. And then the actor who says that line in, in Don't Tell Mom, the Babysitter's Dead shows up in the end at the Chronic Con. Yes. But they also, like at the end of the movie, uh, um, Jay's daughter quotes Broken Keith Arrow. Keith Coogan. Keith Coogan is the actor, yeah. But yeah, at the end, like they talk about, they're talking about dog when he's like, yeah, then me and me and Silent Bob went and uh, fought some, like beat some renegade angels and the Catholic church still hated our asses. And then she says, fuck him if they can't take a joke. And I'm like, oh, that's from Broken Arrow. Are they about to reference Broken Arrow? No. No. So it's just, it's, there's a strange thing where he'll lift dialogue verbatim from like his older films for gags and then from like other comedies for weird through lines that pay off in a, just by having the actor who said it show up, like that's the payoff. Right. Like, the movie itself I, doesn't connect to don't tell mom the babysitter's dead <laughs> at all. In any way, it's just yeah. this weird thing they included sort of like a uh, Morris day in the time and Dan silent Bob. Yeah. Back. I, I super don't mind that. <laughs> I mean, it's same with Hemsworth is they have a scene where they talk about how hot Chris Hemsworth is. Um, yeah all the teen girls and then he shows back he shows right, up but dave there is a world of difference between uh, 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 uh planting seeds that lead to an actual chris hemsworth cameo and planting seeds that leads to a cameo Here's, from the dude from don't tell mom the baby i have a, dead. yeah i have a i have a theory um and i don't know if kevin smith knows he's doing this is that like morris day in the time is actually a good example the, it's the equivalent of the moment where they, they do, look, kids, it's Mark Hamill in Jansaw Bob Strike Back, mm-hmm. um, where they felt the need to put that on screen. And it's more because they I feel like they didn't know if people would recognize him um, in the outfit. I think like Morris Day in the Time, for example, I, I didn't think about them for ages. So I needed them to bring it up at the beginning. So then when they show up at the end, I'm like, ah, yeah. Like, I think that's part of it is like... Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. If they just brought that actor out, everybody would be like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> and they even refer to him as like Keith Coogan from Don't Tell Mom's the Babysitter's Dead. Yeah. Like, I think Kevin Smith knew, like, this isn't exactly. This uh, is for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's it's not. No, nobody's going to know what the fuck I'm talking about. So I'm going to have to hammer it home. I think there's a bit of that. Yeah. Um. And that's fine. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's whatever. I don't know. It, yeah. Uh, it, it's, 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 it's a fine. Uh, sorry. I don't know why I did that. I don't know why you did that either. Like, it's, it's, but that's the thing is this movie isn't hurting anybody. Um, no. It has, I think, a good moral in it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you find it extremely funny, then good for you, you know? I mean, um, I had the same feeling about the Bill and Ted where I liked the Bill and Ted, but it was like, you know, if this isn't your cup of tea, it's not your cup of tea. Um, Cause I knew people who didn't like it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and it's like, that's fine. You know, like it's a very specific type of humor in this case though. It's just, most of it's just jokes that they already did. Yeah. Oh. And it's, I mean, it's a, it's, yeah, it's a perfectly well-intentioned movie. He clearly made it for his fans, you know, and also, yeah. also for himself because he had something he wanted to say. And this was, I guess the best way for him to say it. The idea of connecting that feeling of stepping back and being a father and my life is no longer about me. It's about my family does connect to a reboot. So I understand that instinct. So, you know, it's like you said at the top, I can't really be mad at this movie. Yeah. And I do think, yeah, that's smart. The tying it into the reboot. That's, it's more than I thought they were going to do mm-hmm. when they when they tie it all to fatherhood. It was like, that's actually really cool. Um, it, it, it weirdly makes sense in the moment when you're watching the movie. You're like, oh, yeah, I guess these ideas are related. Yeah. Uh, so it's really, for me, it's, it's, it's the short game. It's the execution where I'm like... Like I liked all, I, I don't mind the broad strokes of this, and uh, some of the jokes made me laugh. But it's just like, yeah, I wish, I wish you did a few more drafts. I, I wish you spent a little more time on the jokes, on the humor. Yeah, yeah. Because most of the jokes just didn't land with me, and I'm someone who's a fan of Kevin Smith's humor. So, you know, it's uh, yeah. Do more, do more jokes like Brandon St. Randy saying his name on Grinder is Dick Wolfer. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's dumb as hell, and it makes me laugh. Yeah, uh, kids, that's the kind of stupid it's, shit that I super dumb. It's, but I mean, it's but it's always funny. been the jokes from a Kevin Smith movie. They're always like that. Yeah, yeah, they are. In fact, the Glengarry Glen Ross joke is not does not feel like a Kevin Smith <laughs> joke to me, um, and I still loved it. It's I, not even a joke. I think it's, it's barely a joke, it's, and I loved it. I mean, it's that like that scene is pretty funny. I think like that was yeah. that was a fine scene. I think, but yeah, it's, yeah. It's but also, then they just like throw shit on. They them just throw shit on like, some sure. Nazis, whatever. And then they say the line from James and Bob Strike Back. They call them dirty sheep fuckers. Mm-hmm. It's like the punchline of that scene didn't work for me. It's just Silent Bob choosing that moment to talk and just. Doing all the lines from Alec Baldwin's Glengarry Glen Ross there, speech. There's something, there's something that delighted me about seeing Kevin Smith perform the Glengarry Glen Ross speech, and he's he's to, doing a good job. Yeah, to <laughs> an an angrily confused Chris Jericho. Yes, that's like that's, just, that's the icing on the cake. It's a unicorn. It's a yeah, real unicorn. It's a real unicorn. Moment. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck! It's like you, you, right. you read that sentence and you're like, that shouldn't be a sentence. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's real weird. Um, all right, uh, is that it? I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. Next time we're doing uh, mall rats. Ooh, right. And then yoga hosers, I believe, would be the two pair ups. Sure. Yeah. Which I haven't seen that one. I, I have know not. Johnny Depp's in it, so that's not going to be great. Well, his, but his kids in it too. So his kids in it too. Yeah. Like their 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 kids are friends. So what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, um, Mallrats was actually the first Kevin Smith movie I saw. I didn't see Clerks until after Mallrats. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I saw Mall in Order. I predict this about Mallrats. Um, it is going to be dated. I tried to show Marina that movie, and she fucking hated it. Yeah. She I, hated I think Brody. All the uh, Brody, the weird, the statutory rape stuff. Um, the ending is really silly. It's, it's very... And I think... I, it's also like it feels like it's the one with most per studio meddling um in it so it's like a little more cartoony 
Well, um, kind of. Like, I, Kevin Smith I, is real cartoony. Yes, but I do. I remember it being like I don't know. I I I enjoy that movie. There's a lot of good jokes in it, but I do know that like the the broad. You know, it's one where it's like most of the women are like, you need to get away from these guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but there's a. I thought there was a lot of fun stuff in that. But yeah. we'll get to. We'll that. see. Yeah. Well, we will revisit. Mallrats. Mallrats. Yeah. Uh, and, the, and until then, thank you, Nerd Numbers, at Nerd Numbers, for producing this. Thank you all for listening. If you're interested, you can go on our Patreon, patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. Uh, we have exclusive podcasts on there, like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman and Fox Muller's Maniac and Star Trek The Next Futurama. Uh, those are all for $5 a month. You get them all. It's a real fucking deal you guys it's a real fucking deal a yeah. real deal uh Correct. we also like real steel real steel like real, real steel, steel. Yeah. like hugh jackman in sure. a boxing robot sure. um we also have a store <laughs> gameplayemployed.com head over there you'll find a link to our teespring store where we have all kinds of rad designs for t-shirts stickers posters uh check it out it's it's cool we got we got great fun original art on there that's also so self-referential you can put those mm-hmm. shirts on in public and nobody will know what the fuck they mean yeah uh, so it fits perfectly with the jay and silent bob reboot yeah tom we went so long without having to reference real steel um we should make a shirt with us as real steel we should that right? that should be our before sunset right like kevin smith yeah, has yeah, clerks yeah. ours is referencing real steel yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's get uh let's get that shirt going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll 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 throw that into the shirt pot and start start a stirring, <laughs> stirring it up. Stir that shit up. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Noise, noise, noise. Smoking weed, smoking weed, doing coke, drinking beers.